entrepreneurs are risk takers, but that risk is themselves. So they're calculating, they're, they're putting the bet on them. That's right. Because we're our biggest bet, right? If we, if we're the entrepreneurs starting the company and the craziest part is, and you said it, Kimberly, is you can plan the future. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 it's Kimberly Smith Austin. I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here today with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. How are you today? Super fantastic. How are you? I am not as bubbly as you. Um, we were laughing because your workout in the last five hours has been insane. Yes. <laughs> Skating and running and lifting weights. We were laughing about that because you came on the call ready to go. And I was like, I haven't had my coffee yet. But it turns out workout is better than coffee Absolutely. for energy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I just said that on a live this morning, that friction in your body, that movement is medicine, that friction creates mm. energy and boom, you're having an explosion. So I'm on 10. So if I'm a little hype today, don't pay me any attention. Just know that I'm here with a little extra bonus. <laughs> but that's a great thing because we are continuing from last week. And the most important shift that people make is in their mindset. And even if you have a nine to five and you're hustling after, or you're done a nine to five and you're hustling the 12 hours, because entrepreneurs don't work less, they work more, but it's for themselves. We are here with part two. But what did we do last week that really stood out to you, Kimberly? You know, there was so much. And what I'd like to say, I'm going to put it in the framework of an S. We started the foundation. We uh -huh. laid the groundwork as to how to get started. You know, people who have sat in the role as an employee has been in that seat for a while and may not know the tools and tips that they need to go to that next level. But there's a quote that says, today's employee, tomorrow's employer. Oh. Again, today's employee is tomorrow's employer. So if you get those tools that we recommended last week and put them into your tool belt, you're now setting yourself up for success. Whether you decide to launch a business on your own or you partner with someone else or never do anything with it. But remember, your role as an employee is valuable. Organizations need you. But I want you to take those tools and transfer them and use them for some area of your life. And that was huge. Today's employees, tomorrow's employer. And last week, we gave you four key things. We came out on fire with your superpower. What is your skill? What is your value on that? What is your strategy, your systems? We dipped into sales and you had some homework. You had some homework where you're going to really look into and see how are you valuing yourself instead of someone else putting that value on you? What is your skill set worth? What is other people charging? And our favorite, favorite, favorite thing to see is Meet individuals who are doing what you do, but not at your level and making more money than you. There's no greater motivation 
than that. And that was the thing was to go out and look, see who's doing what you do, what they charge, and then practice, write up a few proposals on what you would charge and how your program or your product or that thing would look. So when you're starting out, which we're gonna have today, you are already in motion. And the crazy part is once you have that value and you have that skill set and you're very clear on what that is, you've already started to form your business. That's right. Because your mindset is already starting to turn and turn and turn and really get going. And that's so key because when you think about it, and honestly, let me say this, we have some great resources ready for you to have. We have a great free guide that's going to help you start. Yes, we said start this journey. And some of you may be well on your way. But today we're going to get into some of the other details that's needed to really take you from where you are to where you want to be. From the employeeship all the way to steering the ship as that entrepreneur. And we're going to go ahead and get started. And I'm going to start with basically our next S, which is all about staff. I'm using the word staff very loosely. Uh-huh. Think about it. Who do you want to work with? Who's your team? Who are those people you're going to lock arm with and take your vision forward? Because here's the truth. If your ideal idea, excuse me, seems viable, determine who you want on your team, your leadership team. Who do you want to help you launch this business? And I'll tell you, you'll know firsthand from people that you work with, you'll know what you want, what you don't want. And here's the truth. You're going to go through the process of maybe not having the greatest people on your team. Sometimes it takes time to really fine tune and develop that mix that works. Misty and I are both energetic, out, you know, outgoing. One's a visionary, the other's a visionary. One's a strategic, one's implementation. And so you really need to figure out what that good mix is for you because your team is vital. Remember, entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs, don't necessarily do this thing alone. Now, you may start alone, but you don't want to finish alone. If you want to add more value, if you want to go further and get bigger as an organization, you can't go it alone. You know, there's an expression that says one man is an island, one man stands alone. But the truth is, we need others to help us on our journeys. Successful companies that we see today, they may have started as one, but now they've expanded their team quite well. And that's what we want to encourage you to do. Think about what do I need? Or better yet, what skill sets do I need? And yes. our accountability group this week, we provided them with a, what we call accountability matrix. So they could line up with other people who had the skill that they didn't have. It's not always about bringing same people in the same army to join you. It sometimes requires bringing someone on the opposite end to compliment you. I always say it's not about competition. It's about the compliment side that actually makes you better. So look for those people that are going to add value to your vision and help you implement it and take it forward. Absolutely. I'm reading this amazing book called Ready, Fire, Aim by Michael Masterson. is a multi-billionaire who starts companies and then sells them or grows them. And one of the three things he says that every company needs is a visionary, a salesperson, and a system person. So while most entrepreneurs know when you start out, you're all three. But the great part is, even if you don't have paid positions in the other two, 
you can still create a team around them and get the things that you need and find out what's working in those so that you're not behind if you are not really high skill in one of those other three areas. So I thought that was really interesting when we were talking about your staff, because eventually every entrepreneur wants to grow a company where they don't have to work in, where they get to manage on, so that you will be hiring those people who are the best in what they do, taking your vision and your company forward without you wearing all the hats. That's it. You want people that are competent, people that are confident, people that are capable so that you can walk away. And even if you're still in the mix and you don't want to walk away, you still need people with those three C's, competent, capable, and confident. And confidence is really important because if they're not sure, you're going to spend more time training, 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 and training. If they're confident about what they're doing, their skill level, their ability, and your organization's vision, they align with it, guess what? You're going to be able to leave them, walk away, go take that two-week vacation, go take the month, go to Italy, go to Spain and see the world, knowing that your organization is still functioning fully and well. I love how you kind of rolled us into the next thing after you have your staff and team in place is the most important tool. And the most thing a lot of people fail at is the scheduling. That's it. Tell us about it. Well, I know when um, we come into coach in a lot of companies, we find that their schedule is full. That's not the problem. It's not what's a, it's not that their schedule doesn't have things. It's what is on their schedule that they have been doing. And a lot of times, if you have 90% is in the business and 10% is on, they're in the 90% um, focus. And then unfortunately, the 90% isn't where the money's at. They're and so a week. lot of businesses, just the way that you have your schedule set up is almost set up for failure. Um, in the book, Ready, Ready and Fire, he said, people want to go buy computers before they even have sales. Mm. So, and one of the things to look at is your scheduling should be 90% to be selling your product and service. And then the 10% can be the other things to help you organize it and do it. But if you don't have sales, you don't have a business. Absolutely. So where are you scheduling your time to ensure that you have a business, which is one of the things other than a couple of people, Kimberly being one of them, um, that really love that process. But I think when you get good at something, you start to love it more. And what I've, in my experience was not knowing what to do makes you not like something. But the more you see that you could be skilled at liking it, the more you're gonna wanna do it. And when you get great at it, you can't help but do it any and everywhere you're at which is promoting your products and helping people. Because when you got into this, it was to solve big problems and you have great answers for those. But sometimes we have trouble getting people aligned with our answers because we get scared of the word of ah, sales. But part of another great scheduling that I love is getting training on stuff. Even as entrepreneurs, we can get it time scheduled into how do we get better at the things that are holding our business back? That's right. That's right. Speaking to two things you said, number one is the fear of the unknown that keeps us from moving forward and being afraid of oh, how do I, when do I, where do I, and that, that locks us up. And we know that as entrepreneurs, we are risk takers, or we should be on the verge of transitioning to risk takers. 
you know, and I'll say this with a full open heart, employees tend to not be so risky sometimes unless they have that entrepreneur mindset. When you move over to the other side, when you shift to the other side, you're now moving over to the risk taking side because truth be told is you don't know what tomorrow will bring unless you create a structure, unless you create a system, a schedule and have staff come alongside you. So the fear of unknown has paralyzed and kept people working in the weeds. I know you don't want to work in the weeds. And so we're giving you these tips and tools and strategies to help you make that shift. Absolutely necessary to shift. I love it. I think you had a key point is entrepreneurs are risk takers, but that risk is themselves. So they're calculating, they're, they're putting the bet on them. That's right. Because we're our biggest bet, right? If we if we're the entrepreneur starting the company and the craziest part is, and you said it, Kimberly, is you can plan the future. Yes. You can schedule in the things that you need to grow in, the things that you need to be doing, and you can get help in the areas that are going to take you forward and decrease that risk. There are entrepreneurs out there who've been doing starting businesses for years and those are sort of starting out. But in the same thing, we're all equal 24 hours a day, seven days in the week. And we all get to play on that same board every single day when we wake up. The hint is, what time are you waking up and how are you starting the game? (laughs) That's a big question. And, you know, entrepreneurs, not all of them tend to, to work their time well. And so, and, and if not, that's where the shift happened. And we should have a whole nother segment on time as it relates to entrepreneurship, but that's a part of the schedule, the timing. What does your day look like? Are you putting in the appropriate amount of time to get the results that you need? Because if you're not, then you're leaving yourself short. You're leaving your vision short. In our book, Millions of Possibilities, we talk about that time factor. And we're saying if it's something you're really passionate about, you believe you have purpose behind it, you have to devote the time. Even if it's as as little as 10 minutes here or there, ideal, put that hour in. And we talked about that last week. And just really reiterating that your schedule, your time is valuable. Time ticks. No matter if we we stop or not, time is still ticking. The question is, (laughs) how are you going to use the time of that clock that's going in that rotation, circle of rotation, telling you you're above the game, you're below the game. Just keep it aware of where it is each and every time. Oh my gosh. I was listening to a book and it was talking about this company came in, took over another company and brought in all their executives and had them have like the big suburbans with drivers and people in the company were pissed. They're like, well, they just come in and they think they're all that, right? Well, when they had the, like the strategic meeting, the owner of the company said, these guys spend four hours a day in commuted traffic. I lose four hours of my biggest VIPs time because they're driving. Mm. I make more money when they sit in the back of the suburban and, and work. work than if they were driving to and from. That so it's powerful. even about finding, even if you commute, let's say we're here in Riverside, you commute to San Diego, it might be cheaper to have a driver so that you could work than it would be to have that six-figure car that you're driving in traffic. So really looking at strategically, what does this really look like for me in my schedule and my time and where am I investing it and where am I losing it that I could get it back today? Wow, wow. What book is that, Misty? I need to read. I need to hear him say that because that's a, that's power right there. Power. 
really powerful. And just to that point, and I want to speak of something that we see that's happening right now, and not to say that it accounts for all of it, but I think that's why so many people are text and driving because they're trying to see mm. how do I use the time? Yes. Now, I'm not saying it's, a, it's the way to go. You don't want to do that. You always want to be safe on the world, but people are sitting in cars. They're locked down. And now mm. that's why we see the incidents of texting and driving and incidents and accidents happen at the rate that it is because they're losing time and they're trying to figure out how do they Studies show it's business people that are the rate for texting and driving. You're absolutely right. I saw a show on that. That's great. So you're putting yourself at more risk. <laughs> Try to send that text or send the email. You know, we have to really think about that. Time is precious, but obviously we want to put another S, our safety as a priority. Good one. <laughs> we have staff, we have scheduling. Kimberly, what's next in our world? Strategic partnerships. Now, want to go back real quick and say your staffing is a strategic partnership or better yet Ooh. it should be a strategic partnership the people you bring in here's my mindset the people you bring in to work quote unquote for your company should not work for you or the company they're working for the vision they're working for the purpose and with that in mind they become partners i always say in my organizations i don't want employees I want people who are partnered, who call it their own, who see this as their business just as much as I do mine. Now, I may be writing the checks and signing them, but I want you to take ownership to the point where you're like, yes, I'm here. So first of all, aligning with your staffing so they become your strategic partnership. And you know, when they do that, they become your biggest advocates for your programs, your processes, and anything that happens in the world. So that's number one. Number two, the other strategic partnership is who in the marketplace can you partner with? We talked yeah. about this on a previous show. Who can you partner with that will create a win-win? Stephen Covey said in his book, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, begin with the end in mind. And right now, when you're developing your entrepreneurial pathway, your entrepreneurial uh, roadmap, begin with the end in mind. Think about upfront, who can I partner with? Who can I come hand in hand with that's going to help me get to that finish line, right? And regardless if you run or not, it's always a finish line in life. Who can I partner with? And I want you to think about it. It may be your competitor. Oof. It may be those folks that you're buying against trying to make a better product or service, a better box. But if you figure out how to create a strategic partnership, creating a win-win for you both, guess who wins? Everyone. Especially your customers. Exactly. And you're going to make each other better. I'm sorry, Missy. Go ahead. I just, you're going to make each other better. Yep. And when we think about it, today's marketplace, you know, I, I believe it's not always about competition. It's about completion. How do we complete that full circle? I'm not competing, I'm completing. That's what I want to be able to provide for my clients. And when I think about people in the marketplace that do what I do, their natural tendency is to run in the opposite direction. And I say, this is not, we don't live in a system of lack or scarcity. We're living in abundance. How do we partner together to make a better box and create a better product for that customer, that end user, the consumer? to give them a better user experience. 
I love that. Two things. One, who's already working with your ideal customer? How do you partner with them? You might have something they don't. They might have something you don't. And there's a beautiful word we love, and it's called referral program. Mm, Getting referrals from others and then giving referrals, but getting paid for your referrals. Mm -hmm. If we are only coaching A through Z or A, let's say we're A through C and we're amazing. And then that's our passion. D, E, and F, that's not our passion. A through C is. But once the, our customer gets to C, we're going to find D and be able to get them over to D through um, M, but get a referral for it because that was our person that we got to recommend over there. Yep, that's it. And I think, you know, one of the things that we said is, is recognizing that we can't have that scarcity mindset because when you do, you miss out on so much we have 7 billion people in the United States of America and they all have needs. They all hmm. have needs. Some are unique and specific to what you provide, but some are a little bit different. And when we come with that mindset of my partner can help me fulfill X, Y, and Z when I only had A, B, and C. Boom, win, win, and win some more. Come on now, I'm excited. <laughs> I love strategic partnerships. That's it. That's it. And <laughs> and they provide so much value to the customer because they see, oh, you you hooked me up with this company and that company and that company. And it goes back to what we talked about in the previous show. You now become not only the person that helps them, but you become a trusted advisor. They're going to look to you and say, this person really genuinely cares about me, my goals, and my future. They're going to stay there. So now you just increase your LTV, which is your long-term value. Which is what you want. That's it. Because your long-term consumers that become raving fans, they become your biggest referral source because they can't help but talk about their results and what they're doing and then telling people all about you. That's it. All right, Misty. So now we've gotten out staff. We've talked a little bit about the schedule. We just hit on strategic partnership. What else? I think this is an elusive magical word, um, especially when we talk to entrepreneurs or our services like chiropractors or dentists or the ones that love what they do. But when we get into a, or no, a arena, if you will, you get me or Kimberly into arena, our next question is always, what's next? And getting excited and helping entrepreneurs have that life of family and fun and faith, our Fs, right? of all the things they want to do and the impact they want to make, and then having them decide if they want to come in and be the employee for the day, the week, whatever that might look like, but not staying there and missing out on some of the other things. So the word that sometimes is elusive is scaling your business, mm. scaling your service, scaling your model so that it can not only impact more people, but can it also, which sounds crazy, is give you the opportunity to bring in others to help move your vision forward and freeing up more of your time or at least giving you more time to be in that seat of the vision and where we're going and how we're going to get there. And then if you decide to pop in and, and work on some of the things or even schedule your week to pop a back or pull a tooth, you can, but you have all these individuals in your company helping you scale so that you can still schedule your time more effectively and your business can impact more and more people. And there's some, once they scale so well, it becomes that magical word franchise, which is a whole other subject, 
But that's all franchises are, is someone found a way to scale their idea to such a specific systems that they're able to sell it to others. That's love. That's powerful. Just drop Same. the mic and walk off the stage. Just <laughs> drop the mic already. <laughs> I love I it. Would, I, I want to add one more because we had, we had talked about this before, and I know that's something that you do pretty well is is the the system and looking at who can maybe come in and do that. But when Ray was building McDonald's, his only thing was this is the the Bible of McDonald's. Mm -hmm. That's it. And if you don't follow this, I will take it back. And it was in the contracts. If he visited any of the franchises and it was out of step, he had the right, no matter what they invested in his franchise, to take his franchise back for not following the system. Because yeah. no matter who owns what, every McDonald's yeah. had to be duplicatable. Love it. And that's so good because we talked about that last week, right? Having that system in place but not having the robotic nature of the system because Missy and I both could own a McDonald's. And when you come into her store, Missy, say hello. Will you say hello? You're McDonald's. Hello. Hey. <laughs> and Welcome you might come to, to my McDonald's. store. <laughs> and you hey. come to my store, it may be, hey, 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 hey. Welcome Yours is hey, hey, hey. So, you know, it's going to be different, but I think that's really key. And when we talk about scaling, that is super duper important. I read a book called Scale It or Fail It. And I love it because in the book, Allison Maslin, which I've had some time to sit down with her a couple of times, talks about when you're scaling, it's not always just scaling to grow your business. Initially, it's scaling to remove yourself from the business. And as you're doing that, you're also looking at how you grow the business. Scaling is saying, okay, I need to scale and give myself more time and freedom. And we know you're just starting here on the journey, or maybe you're midway on the journey. So you're not quite yet ready to remove yourself from the equation. But think about that. Think about that because we're talking about building businesses that will last a lifetime and that can be sold. Another S, sold. Put a big old sold sign on. Now it. you drop the mic. That's our next next week. We could bring in Ooh. setting up your business to sell it. Yes, yes. Write it down. People right now. Put it in the notes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Because that's key when having all of these things in place, our super S system, having these things in place will allow you to be able to do those things. Now, it's one thing to scale, to, to create that extra income, and then scale your business in multiple platforms. For example, we know we have a book, but from that book, one of the couple of ways that we scale is through our courses. Another way that we scale is through our mastermind groups. Another way we scale is through our camps that we offer to help people take their business from idea to the market. So you see, there's different ways to scale. You just got to think about first putting the basics in place, the strategy, right? Put Taking your superpower, building a system, looking at your sales. What is your staffing? How do you bring those partnerships together so that you can scale, grow, and go? There's nothing out here you can't do. Nothing you can't do, but it's all going to be dependent on you and what systems you put in place. Would you agree, Misty? You're laughing over there. You're going to find a way to do grow and go, and it's brilliant. I know. I know. I'm, I'm married to that thing right there. But if you could describe Kimberly in two words, after the word energy, grow and go, right? That's but, it. 
there is business owners and there is employees and there is entrepreneurs. And I think some people might have a little bit of each of it in them, right? But when you're really looking at the passion people have for building the things, um, and Kimberly's done it and I've done it, there's something to say about having an idea, getting it out, watching it help people, and then stepping away from it and watching it help people even more mm-hmm. years and years after you've created it from your head. And you can, now there's some programs and there's some businesses that we have nothing to do with and they're still out there helping individuals. They're helping people have jobs and make income for their families and they're helping individuals that are going through the program or business. And I think it's the most beautiful thing in the world is to have an idea and watch it flourish and then step away and watch it grow even more. That's power. That is power. Which we want to now transition you over to the power points. We call them action steps, three powerful points, three powerful things you can do right now, today, after as you listen to the show or after you listen to the show to really continue making that shift from employee to entrepreneur. The first thing we, we're going to talk about is the who. We've told you a lot of things today, but we want you to now sit down Get that computer out, your notepad out, whichever you decide, and decide who your partners are. And when I say partners, that's twofold. Number one, your partners that are going to help you make this thing come to life. That's your staff. That's your team. That's your first who. The second who is who are those strategic partnerships? Also your partners. They're going to come alongside you, lock arms with you, and bring value to the client that you both will touch. So who's your who? I love saying that. Who's, who's your, your who? Who's your staff? Who's your strategic partners? What about number two, Misty? What's the second action step? It's one um, that we really hone in on, which is be clear of what you're going to have them do and how you're going to work together. Be very specific and clear because people really do better with that. So if you have your who and you get to enroll them into your vision, let them know exactly how how they enrolled your vision. And I love, um, there's a song, reciprocity, and I hate that word, reciprocity. Yeah. Help help me help you, help you help me. (laughs) So it's also, yeah, there, there's, there is so much power in synergy. Mm. There's so much power in synergy where you both are in that momentum. You're helping them, they're helping you, and it's creating a, a, a greater cause. There is also a Bible thing that talks about where two or more gather in my name, I am there. So it also calls on a bigger force when you have two people aligned and they're synergetically working and helping one another. Something out of this world also is able to propel and help that momentum. But we have to be specific on what it is because if there's no clarity, there's confusion and in confusion, there's usually no action. So after you know who they are and you got them with, what are they gonna do with you and, and with you and for you? What's the last step? Mm -hmm. I love it. That last step is how, how are you going to do it? You know, we know the five W's and the H, the who, what, when, where, but how are you going to do it? How are you going to bring these processes to life? Now you may have noticed that the last two weeks we've sent you away with lots of homework and reality is you have to have that homework to build out your transition plan, to make your shift plan so that you can be successful. So identify the how, and I want to go back and and incorporate a little bit of the what and thinking about the what, and just like you did a skills audit for yourself last week, 
Think about this what as your SOP and the how. That's your what and how is that SOP in generic terms because now you're talking about those partnerships. Mm. But it wouldn't it be nice if you partnered with someone and they gave you a script. And I said, Misty, when you and I became partners, here, here's Misty, here's what I need you to do and here's what I'm going to do. Now, we know the lines get blurred over time, but at least you had a framework in which to start with and you all together can build it in future. And I think this is powerful because when we know the who, the what, and the how, we can do anything. And we know that all of that, the who, the what, and the how is powered by the why, which is why you're here. Why you're here. You've made a decision. It's no longer whether you no longer want to work as an employee and you want to become an entrepreneur, or maybe you want to remain an employee and start your entrepreneurial journey. Your why is going to be the fuel in the fire that helps you do this assignment last week's and this one so that you can make the shift to be successful in your life, to be successful in your career, in your business. Super duper important. So Misty, with that, here's what I just realized. We gave them a lot. And basically, this is a mini business plan, folks. Ooh. If you take what we've just given you over the last two weeks, episode 78 and 79, <laughs> you now have a full business plan, which is exciting because that's exactly what you need to make the shift. Now, we do have a product as well called the business in a box that we're going to be opening and making it available to you here soon to give you those supplemental pieces that you don't have or that you may need some additional support for. But right now, friends, if you look at what we've given you over the last two weeks, 78 and 79, you have a mini business plan and we're super excited for you. Now, remember we have that resource, the start guide, you have your homework assignments and now it's time to go to work. As we say every single week here, there's something out there waiting for you. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Inspire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.